Welcome to another inspiring message from David Hall, pastor of LifePoint Church, Adelaide, Australia. It's our sincere prayer that you would experience the presence and power of the Holy Spirit as you listen to this message. For more information, please visit davidhall.com.au. If you have a Bible, turn with me, please, to the book of Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. Man, I'm excited to preach this morning. I feel like God's going to do something. Can I tell you, I would even say preaching to live stream is more responsive than some churches I've preached in. I feel like this. Anyway, that's, that's cheeky. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8. Hebrews 13 and verse 8. I'd love you to turn with me this morning. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 13. Of course, the writer of Hebrews we believe to be the Apostle Paul. He makes this declaration and he says this in verse number eight. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. What a powerful scripture to quote. We've, <clears throat> I've, I've preached on this so many times when it comes to believing for miracles. We'll preach Jesus the same yesterday, today and forever because we'll talk about if He did miracles 2,000 years ago, He does them right now. He's doing them right now by His Spirit. But I wanna, I, I wanna clarify today why that is. And, and before we get uh, too far into this, I wanna just give you some uh, understanding of the character and the nature of God, and, and to, to be God, to be, to be God, you have to have certain attributes working in your life. In fact, there, there, are, there are attributes that only God Himself possesses. They're known as the absolute attributes of God that only God has. And, and so we have to understand that there are, there, there are things that there are characteristics that only God Himself possesses. For example, uh, God is eternal. He has always been. There, there's never a start date with God. There's never a finishing date. God has always been. He is eternal and, and He's always God. He's always moving. He's always uh, real, but He never started. There wasn't one day where God was just like, let's start. He's always been. I know that's impossible to get your head around, really, if you think about it. As far as eternity goes forward, eternity is also uh, in, in past tense. He's always been. Jesus has always been. God has always been. Just when Jesus was born, Jesus didn't begin at that point. Jesus, that's when He put on human flesh, but Jesus is eternal. He's always been. Let me, let me give you another attribute of God. God is also omniscient. He knows everything. He knows everything. And He doesn't just know everything up until this point. He knows the future because if He didn't know beyond today, then He would be subject to time and therefore time would be God. And time's not God. God knows everything. He knows the number of hairs on your head. He knew about this stinking bat virus. He, he knew it was coming. And, and I want to tell you something, where sin abounds, grace does more so. When a virus abounds, the grace of God, healing grace, anointing abounds more so. I've got total confidence in God in this season that is going to get you through. Hold on to, what a time to be born again. What a time to believe in miracles. What a time to believe in the healing power of God. God is all-knowing. He's omniscient. He is omnipotent. He, that means He's all-powerful. 
There is nothing more powerful than God. If there was something more powerful than God, that would be God because God would be subject to it. There is nothing more powerful than God. He is omnipresent. He's everywhere. That's why we can have church here and the power of God can fill your house. That's why we can have church right in here. Joel, Taylor, Ari leading worship and you can feel the Holy Ghost in your house. Why is that? Because the same power that's here is elsewhere. Jesus began to demonstrate omnipresence when a centurion said to him, I too am a man under authority. I say go, they go. I say come, they come. If you send a word, I know my servant will be healed. Men, oh, I feel this in my bones. Right there, Jesus spoke a word and it healed somebody miles and miles and miles away. Why? There's no distance with the Holy Spirit. There's no distance with God. You might be watching in Adelaide. You might be watching in South Africa. You might be watching in New York City. You might be watching in South America or Europe. It doesn't matter where you are. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead can touch you right where you're at. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. He's not only omnipotent and omnipresent, He's self-existent. So what does that mean about God? It's a divine attribute. Only He possesses it. This morning, in order to function, in order to be ready to preach this message to every household across Adelaide, I needed the power of God, but I also needed coffee. My mum brought me coffee this morning from, from, from the servo, from X convenience store. I'd give him a shout out, but it's not great coffee, but the Lord knew what I had need of. And this servant is able to minister today because something external gave me strength. God doesn't need the sun. He is the sun. He doesn't need bread. He is daily bread. God doesn't need anything external to continue being God. Otherwise, that would be God. God is God. Can I, this is very good preaching, David. Well done. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, David. Thanks for your response. He's self-existent, but here's the one I want to camp on today and spend time on today. He is immutable. Some of you say, my wife's immutable. Not my wife. She's, that was a joke. And there's no way to get out of it. It's awkward. Right across, you hear crickets. That's pigeons, but God knows. Hey, he's, he's immutable. In other words, it doesn't mean he can't be quietened down. That being said, his voice is of many waters, but he, can't cha- he doesn't change. Immutable means unchanging. So when we read Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, we realize we're talking about a God who does not and cannot and will not and shall not, shall not change. He doesn't change. He's the same. He's a healer. He's a way maker. What he did 2,000 years ago on the cobblestone streets of Jerusalem, on the shores of Galilee, he can do right now. And so the, re- the reason, I fe- I, all week actually, I felt the Holy Spirit leading me to talk about this, the immutability of God. I guess the title of my message is the unchanging nature of God. He doesn't change. He says in Malachi uh, chapter three, he says, I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. We are the sons of Jacob. We got brought in. We have the Father's blessing. We're the sons of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You and I will not be consumed because he changes not. He changes not. He's the same yesterday, today. Maybe I'm heat's loud in your lounge. Maybe you're at home, you're turning the volume down. I, I, I can't just say it. I'm sure he doesn't change. He's the same. Oh, how awesome. He's awesome. My God. In a world that's losing its mind, how reassuring to know our God doesn't change. 
our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do you know why I'm not freaking out? The world might be shifting, but the rock I'm holding on to hasn't moved. And I want to encourage you. You might be watching today. Uh, where, I don't know where, where you are, but what I do know is, is that you're not watching by mistake. If you don't know Jesus in an uncertain world, get some certainty in your world, and that's Jesus Christ. I want to give you some thoughts this morning because if it's God's nature to be unchanging, then I, I believe as Christians, we should have an unchanging faith, an unwavering faith in a steadfast in an immovable God, we should have steadfast and immovable faith. And so I want to have a look at some of the areas in the Word where we see that God doesn't change. It's in, it's in many different my, myriads and millions of different spaces. But I want to look at five this morning. And I want you to come with me in the Word. He doesn't change. And so we can build our faith in, in, in these times because of His unchanging nature. And there's five spaces that I want to remind you today that God has not changed. Number one, His Word doesn't change. Let me say that again. His Word doesn't change. From Genesis to Revelation, it is unchanging. When He sealed the book, uh, there's a declaration, Psalm 119, verse 89, Forever, O Lord, Your Word is settled in heaven. Forever, it's settled. The book's closed. It works today. So if the faith scriptures you were believing God on a few weeks ago before the virus kicked in, let me tell you, they still work right now. His laws of provision still work right now. The power of the Holy Spirit still works right now. Right across our church, I wanna tell you today, do not give up. Just because circumstances aren't, they are changing, this doesn't change. This book does not change. His word will not return void. It will perform that which it set out to do. The Bible says the Word of God is living and it's powerful. It is written by an immutable, unchanging God. So can I just say, let's just, I'm gonna be pastoral for a moment. Don't change your theology right now. Oh, well, I don't know. I'm seeing people right online. And if you're one of the people that wrote it, listen to me, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you to, to stop saying this stuff. Oh, well, Psalm 91, you can't just confess it and... You can't, you can't just declare it. It's a, it's a psalm written in the time of the law by Moses. The Word of God is forever. The Word of God is living and powerful. I'm declaring over you, no plague will come to your dwelling. Let's not, let's not confuse our theology and get into some, oh, I don't know, I think God is just pouring out His cups of wrath and suffering on us all. No, He's not. We are the church. We are the restrainer. We are the restrainer of the plans of darkness on planet earth. God doesn't change. So let's not just change our theology because we're in a tough season. Let's hold on. I'll tell you some things I'm not changing. I still believe that he heals. I still believe that he provides and he blesses. I still believe his name is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. I still believe that he is El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. I still believe that he's for me and not against me. I still believe that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I still believe that though a thousand may fall at my right, 10,000 at my left, uh, it will not come nigh unto me. No plagues coming to my dwelling. I still believe that if I sow, even in famine, I'll reap a harvest. Let me tell you, I'm a faith preacher. We've got to preach it in season and out of season. I believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. I believe in the power of the name of Jesus. I believe in the power of the Word of God. Do not change. Listen, you are forbidden. Forbidden. 
to change your theology right now. Stand firm. Hold your nerve. Be the church. His Word doesn't change. So my belief in His Word does not change. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2 and verse 42, when the Holy Spirit fell and God fell on the day of Pentecost and the church began to rise, this is what the Bible said in Acts 2.42. This has to be us right now. And they continued steadfastly. Somebody say steadfastly, which means immovably. They continued immovably in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Right there, God's given us a prescription for getting through this as the household of faith. Let's continue in the apostles' doctrine. What is that? Justification by grace, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, the supernatural God, the, the, the tenets of the Word of God laid out by the apostles in the New Testament. What else is it? It's getting together. That might be online or as a family, but it's fellowship. It's breaking of bread, communion, and praying together. Can I just say, I'm preaching myself happy right now. I'm having, I'm, having a, I'm having a great old time. I'm by myself. There's about three people in the church right now, socially distanced, that are shouting amen. And it uh, feels good. Praise God. I feel like a televangelist. I don't know if I've already done this, but I've got my televangelist teeth already for this moment. And I'm believing that God's going to do something. Wherever you are, don't change your theology. Trust in His Word. How does faith come? Romans 10. And chapter 17, so then faith comes, or if you're old school, cometh by hearing, and hearing how? By the Word of God. This book is the answer to every problem we're facing right now. You say, oh, well, does it have an answer for the coronavirus? Yeah, no, no pestilence, no plague will come to your dwelling. It tells in Matthew 24, we're going to see some of these things, but see that you're not troubled. Or does it have anything about my economic challenges? Yeah, yeah, the righteous will prosper. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. The Bible's clear. On every challenge we're facing, there's an answer to prayer. Well, what if I get sick? Well, healings are children's bread. The Bible has something for everybody. And I want you to speak it, declare it, speak it, declare it, speak it, declare it. Oh, you can't just confess the word. Watch me. I'm confessing it all the time. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Church, I, I feel more than ever, this is a word God spoke to me when, when the PM got on TV, uh, I think it was last Sunday night or whenever it was, and said, church may be closed for up to six months. Firstly, I rebuke the, uh, the disease. I don't rebuke the PM, but I rebuke the disease causing that. And I believe we're going to get together a lot quicker. But what I will tell you right now is the next day I knew in myself, by the Holy Spirit, that what I had to do is hold my faith, keep my faith levels high. How's this church gonna survive? Our faith. How are we gonna make it through? Our faith. How are you gonna make it? By faith. Do not retreat. Do not pull back and go, oh, well, whatever will be, will be. What a lot of nonsense. God is in control. Whatever will be, won't be. It's the agenda of the kingdom of heaven in the name of Jesus. I can hear your amens. I can hear your shouting. I'm pretty sure Bruce Donaldson just fell out under the power at his house. Bless God. Well caught, Cynthia. Well caught. Number two, <laughs> if his word doesn't change, his love doesn't change. The Bible says in Lamentations, Chapter 2 and verse 22, reading from the ESV, which is very rare. You know there's a pandemic. I've, I've left the NKJV momentarily. It says this, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. So great is your faithfulness. 
The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Is anyway. Generally, there'd be people singing along. Now all I can hear is crickets and bats. It says this, the steadfast love, the, un, the unmoving love of the Lord never ceases. We're in a time in our country right now where domestic violence is up 45%. It's a time where we actually need to love one another, be selfless, be kind, at home, in your families. Let's be patient. The world is stressed. Everybody's stressed. May the church be like Jesus and have a steadfast love for each other, for the world around and about us. Let's, let, let's demonstrate the love of Jesus through our love for other people. Let's be a loving people. Let's respond. If God's nature is to love in this season, it's our nature. This, this sermon should be preached even when there is no virus, by the way. These are the principles of Scripture. Love one another. It was one of the commandments that Jesus said, a new commandment I give you. He said, love one another. And so I want to encourage you in this season, let, let's, uh, let's love each other in the grocery store. Let's love each other wherever we are. Let's love each other. For, for some, probably one of the biggest things we can do to show love for one another is to keep our distance from one another at the moment because we don't want people getting sick. Let's, let's be selfless in this season. Let's not do that one last thing that we can get away with. Let's not live by the letter of the law. Let's live by the spirit of the law as well. Let, let's follow our leaders in this country and Let's get this virus out of this country as quick as we can and get back to normal. But as a church, let's be a house and a people that love one another. If God puts a name on your mind, that's the Holy Ghost. Be extra sensitive to His voice right now because He is speaking to you about who you should call, who you should speak to, who you should ring, who you should take care of. Let's be listening to the voice of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. Shout aloud hallelujah so your neighbours can hear it in Jesus' name. Number three. His plans don't change. His word doesn't change. His love doesn't change. His plans don't change. Psalm 33, 11, the counsel or the plans of the Lord stand, stand forever. The plans of His heart to all generations. You know, God isn't rattled by this. He's not, he's not calling an urgent meeting in heaven. He didn't get on WhatsApp and said, I need all the cherubim, the seraphim. I need, I need the beasts, I need the elders, I need the archangel Michael and Gabriel, I need you to all gather, I need Adam and Eve, I need Moses. Look, we're, we're getting pretty desperate, I'll even take Elvis and John Lennon, they're up there. And, and we're going we're gonna to get together and we're going to talk, we're going to get into crisis management the world is in crisis management. Heaven's going, we need to release a fresh anointing. We need to release a fresh move of the Spirit. But these things come through prayer. So we know what the plans of God are. They're plans for good and not for evil, for He doesn't change. So what are we going to do? Let's pray and understand that we carry the plan of God into the world through prayer and being the hands and feet of Jesus. Understand that what's keeping this world as good as it is right now is the body of Christ. We are the restrainer. We are the people that God's called called to, to rise in this time. Don't underestimate, of course, our health professionals. I'm not trying to gloss over that and take credit where it's not due. We should be praying for them all the time. Doctors, nurses, those that are doing the tests and on the front line of the coronavirus. In fact, even right now, Father, bless them. Protect every last one of them. Put your spirit around them. Lord God, I pray, protect them. Give angels charge over them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. His plans don't change. So I want to encourage you to not make plans 
that are too massive right now in seasons of uncertainty. People here, you, you go, you're going, okay, what are we gonna do? There's a storm, what do I do? I, I'm freaking out, I, be, I better do this, I better sell that, I better do. Don't, don't react, respond. Don't, don't make rash plans, listen to the Lord. Say, God, what is your plan for me in this season? Whatever God says, do it. Mary said when Jesus turned water into wine, she, he didn't, she didn't tell Jesus what to do. She just said to everyone else, whatever he says to do, do it. This is the time to be as spirit-led. If there's a time to be spirit-led more than ever, I mean, we should always be spirit-led, but right now, incline your ear to the wisdom of the Spirit of God because it's, a, it's an exceedingly uncertain time, but we have an incredibly unchangeable, perfect God. And I wanna encourage you, listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. His plans don't change. Number four, His promises don't change. Psalm 23, sorry, Numbers 23 and verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it and, he, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? In other words, if he said it, he'll do it. If he's declared it, he will make it happen. If God's promised you something, he'll make it happen. At the beginning of the year, God spoke to me for our church that it's gonna be a year of victory. Do I feel like, oh, we need to cancel our theme. It's now a year of Corona. It's a year of COVID. It's a, it's a, it's a year of. We're just going to write this year off. No, I'm taking 2020 by the by the scruff of the neck, and we're going to win for the kingdom of God. His promises don't change. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, for all the promises of God in him are yes and amen. They are yes and amen. His promises are yes and amen. They do not change. So what he's promised you, he will surely do. Listen, if God's promises, it's a year of victory. I'm tell, I want to look down the camera. I want to just poke you up the nose a little bit and tell you, it's all, it's all, it's all going to happen. Trust Him. What's He spoken to you? What's God said? What's God saying? What's the Holy Ghost saying right now? What's He promised you? Well, friends, His promises are yes and amen in Jesus' name. They don't change. I just feel like for one minute, just thank God for His promises. Just thank Him. Just praise Him. Just believe God. Hallelujah. Number, number five, maybe if I, I can get a keyboard player to come. And that, today, that's Brother Taylor. Taylor's doing 15 things because we can only have 10 people in the building right now. And praise the Lord, 10 people. And they're all awesome. And I'm grateful for every one of you making it happen. And the Bible says, uh, His Word shows us that His promises don't change. And number five, His protection does doesn't change. It says here in Psalm 18 verse 2, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength, in whom will I trust? My shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I want to hold on to a rock that doesn't, doesn't change. I, I've been looking everywhere for this sermon illustration. I preached it years ago and I just couldn't find it. It's a story about a little boy who was in the water at sea. There was a bit of a freak change in weather and he got washed on, onto the shore and the, and the water was moving, but he held onto this rock on the shore and they, 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 they uh, said to him the next morning, they found him alive. He'd held onto the rock all night. And they said to this little boy, must have been five or six, how, were you worried? And he goes, I was worried. He said, but the rock wasn't. You know, we might be worried, but I'll tell you, 
we have a rock that doesn't move. The stone that the builders rejected is a rock that we hold on to. He's a rock. He's, the Bible says in Psalm 62, verse 6, he, is, he only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defence. I shall not move. In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust Him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. That means stop, pause, think about it, meditate on it. He does not change. He doesn't change. He's our rock. He's our rock in an uncertain season. I'm going to close with this passage, Psalm 61 verse 2. From the end of the earth, I'll cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. He says, I'm the Lord, I change not. He's an unchanging God. And right across our church, you might not be right with Jesus. You might not be born again. You might be watching this online. Maybe, maybe a friend has told you to have a look or maybe you've never been willing to walk into a church, but you've been willing to have a look here. I'm so glad you tuned in. It means the world to me. It's not an accident. I just want to ask you a question. Are you right with Jesus? See, the Bible tells us there's a heaven to gain, there's a hell to shun or a hell to lose. Now, right now, this world's going crazy, but I've got peace because no matter what happens, I know eternally I'm taken care of. I know that if I was to leave this life right now, I'm in heaven. But the streets are paved with gold, the walls are of jasper, the gates are of pearl, the seas of crystal, the foundations of rubies. Great throne of glory in that place. And it's perfect. There's no more tears, no more pain, no more sorrow. And I know that if I was to die right now, I know where I'd go. You know, we can even pray prayers like on earth as it is in heaven. I want heaven to fill your home, to fill your life. If you're lost and you don't know Jesus, I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer. Those that are gathered even in our church building right now, that's a handful of us. They're going to pray as well. And we're going to pray a prayer to invite Christ into your world. I just wonder if you'd make that decision right now. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it was an encouragement to you. If you'd like to know more about David and Donna, please visit our website, davidhall.com.au.